0: got his ass now!
1: <laughs> you have to be fast
0: in the track. I hate
2: that guy.
1: This race can change the rest of your life. Go on, to my best, and what happens
2: then, it's good. My bottle got stretched a little bit. I'm, a, I'm about to light this shit up. Um... The uh, the gate drop we have in the intro, it was Rio uh, men's final, right? Yep. 2016. Which, it men's was just final. the four-year anniversary was like this past week. That it was. It's pretty yeah. cool. I saw some posts on Facebook. It's cool.
0: I've been waiting for your post, but I know you, you you're fine. With I'm that not. Either.
2: I'm not like that guy. You, you know? don't need to. No, no. no. I but like that you don't need to. It's kind of cool. Like I, it's crazy that I'd never four years ago racing an Olympic final. Never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing now. Right? Like, it's so fucking weird. Like, I, there's no way I would have thought I was retired. If you told me then that I'd be retired now and whatever, I, I probably would have been really devastated.
0: Yeah, fair. A lot of things have changed since yeah. then. we've talked about just recently the amount of time that's gone by since we started coming coaching in Alberta, because that's where we are right now. Like, times pass so fast, and it's cool to look back on.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. It's really cool to look back on, and you never know what um, past life's going to take you on. But yeah.
0: Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Like, it seems so long ago that Rio happened. Honestly, at this point, the, yeah, the amount of things that have changed in the world, it does. It's insane, hey? <laughs> like, it's just, it seems like a, like a
2: lifetime ago.
0: But I remember the, up, like, the before, like, that year beforehand, like, like, it's yesterday at the same time.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Progate, you're up, bringing us Cameron Larson today.
0: On show number 66? sixty-six, sixty-six, baby. Cease, baby. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> are you shitting me? It's your show. Are you? Sh- are you shitting me? That's what I'm talking. Show how, sixty-six. How do we not have the
2: palm on this show?
0: We got. We kind of just jumped. Yeah, we didn't realize. I didn't realize. I didn't you realize? So you just said that until we were about to say it. I didn't realize. Just you know what. I'm drinking a little Pink Whitney in the... like. Can you hear that? You me? A little Pink Whitney right now. That's a good time to be drinking it. Show 66. Pink Whitney.
2: Yeah, it's, your, it's your time, baby. It's this is your my, time.
0: This is my, you know, it's Cam's show, but this is my you know, time right Cam, now. Fuck Cam. It's your show. <laughs> this is my show.
2: Cam's just a guest on your show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks to ProGate Europe. Winning stars, The Great Gate. I was watching some of uh, Cam's gates on Instagram today. I think he posted one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. He, he is, is very... Fast Twitch.
0: I was. That's exactly what I was gonna say. He's Mister Fast yeah, Twitch. Yeah, you said that
2: earlier today, and it's it, so true.
0: Because like I think his gate form is clean. It works for him. I wouldn't say it's like what we you like aspire to teach. Let's say I don't. I don't know. I haven't looked at it that much. But the way he just like pow pow is the second yeah. third pedal. Sometimes like man, he gets out.
2: Yeah, and you know, as I coach more and realize and learn more, like. There's a certain position, obviously, you have to get in for the start, but, like, everyone kind of does it their own way, and, like, that way works for him. It does. And he's super pipey, yeah. Yeah. And so why bother changing it if it works?
0: Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, he's done really well these past few years, uh, working his way up on the pro scene. Like, he jumped into AA early, and I think he's done a really good job. He's one of those guys that can pop off an uh, extremely fast lap, uh, especially extremely fast first straight, and something to be aware of is, you know, in the in the AA class.
2: He's a very fast up-and-comer. Very fast. Really fast. I, I think, think he's one
0: right. of like him and the other cam, I guess they're the two U S guys that I would, I think of as the young up and comers. Yeah. I agree. So that's cool. Yeah. How old is he? Um, man, I don't know. He's got to yeah. be like 20, 20, maybe. I don't 20, know. Plus yeah. or minus one year, maybe 22, maybe 21. Yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. Watch it be like
2: 29. Yeah. I'm like 30.
0: Yeah. How about you an old guy Coached here by, by Ariel around. Martin. Yep. Had her on the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. We'll get to uh, the, the uh, social media check-in later on. We have uh, some comments from her and a couple others to oh, get yeah. to. Oh, yeah.
2: She's part of our social media check-in today. Yep.
0: So uh, that'll be good to get to.
2: Um, uh, we're in our portable studio right now.
0: We did. We, we brought the studio with us. We but,
2: brought the full good shit yeah. for you people.
0: Yeah, we brought it with us. So we're on yeah. the road right now. We are currently in uh, oh, Chestermere, Alberta Yeah. at the Tookshire's house, yeah. Dana's house, doing some camps in Cochrane, Alberta right now.
2: Shout out Dana Tookshire and fam.
0: Yep. So we just had the first day of camps today. went great. What'd you think?
2: Yeah, it went really well. Cochran's a really uh, nice track to come to. Rhonda treats us so well. She's like our mom on the road. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we came here last year. They were awesome. And, Tracks in a cool area. I like the area on top of a hillside. It was windy
0: AF today. Um, <laughs> I felt so bad. So the morning. Gr- I know. So the morning group we do we did the younger kids, and so there are some kids that are pretty young. So I mean they know how to stand in the gate, but it was so windy they were getting blown over, and it's like. I felt bad I because I've literally been in the position where I was at a double-A race, and I fell over in the gate because it was so windy. So I know what it's know. like to be trying to stand in the gate and have the wind well, blow you the, over.
2: We're trying to get the kids, like, manual and jump in that wind. And to their credit, they didn't really complain. Like, they were like, oh, it's yeah. really windy, but they didn't say, like, oh, I'm not going to do it because the wind. They just went out and sent it. It's insane. Like, good on them. Mm-hmm. Seriously? You know what? Round of applause to you all because... Seriously, you you guys all rode really well today in Cochrane. To
0: Us Double H would have been bitching and moaning. There's back. no way oh, we were, we Nick would have rode today. <laughs> we wouldn't even have been on the track. Nick would no have reason. rolled up and been like, nope. Well, see you later. Nope. I'm going home, <laughs> <on> New Gates. <laughs> no, chance. no chance.
2: No chance. Nick Nick would have rolled up and been like, are you shitting me? And gone home.
0: It would have been, see you later. Bye bye. Yeah. Gonzo. So um, that was yeah, something. we're
2: in Alberta. So we got another day at Cochrane. So we're filming. This is on a Saturday. It's going to be released on whatever early this coming week.
0: This is what we're doing. We're makeshift. You know, Busy people. We're these very days. busy,
2: so we got to record it early.
0: We're on the road. Tori's going to be on the road later. Yeah, we got to so get it done when we can. We got to
2: get it in. The next few days, we're going to be slammed. Uh-huh. We're coaching tomorrow in Cochrane again all day, and then we're driving to Edmonton coaching Stony Plain on Monday, and then the camp of Stony Plain all day Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we're driving home Thursday. So this is the only time we can really do it.
0: Yep. Got to do. What we got to do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. Best believe we brought our golf clubs with us, too. Shout out James Palmer shooting his first round the 70s yesterday. Ariel, okay. Ariel, you can fast forward through this part if you, you don't like to the golf part. <laughs> Big day on the course. Huge huge day. Anyone who knows golf, the first time you shoot in the 70s, first of all, there's a very small proportion of people in the world who play golf who actually shoot in the 70s. And James shot 79 yesterday for the first time. We had a group hug on the, it was a team effort. And it was, it was a big day.
0: Dude, it was, first of all, a great day for the boys. Yeah. Just a great day all around. One of
2: our favorite courses we played. We played last year here. So that's why we actually came a day early to play this place again. Yeah.
0: Like it was like, at the beginning of the, the round there, it's like a, when a pitcher's throwing a no hitter like yeah. I knew Torin knew what, how good I was playing yep. but he didn't say anything but I knew it. We just yep. didn't talk about it. Yep. I was on hole 8 I was even par. Should have parred 9. Mm-hmm. So I was one over par. Back 9 started losing it though. I kind of Well you, you had to grind. I had to grind. Like I didn't Let's feel golf. like I you lost anything grind. but I yeah. lost a couple balls a little bit to the side, lost them, had to grind a bit. Came down to the final hole. Tori was fully caddying for me at this point. Like yeah. he was helping. It was a team.
2: Up. We were getting that seventy nine. Yeah,
0: we, we were talking about club selection. Yeah, we were talking about it everything. It was a big moment. It was a big moment.
2: And you fucking did it. It was it was sick. Actually, we, we came on, through. Yeah, we did. We came through. We did. We full on yelled and fucking hugged and just had a huge <laughs> celly on the green. It was sick. Like, it like was we're in a, we're so in a bubble. That's the,
0: I think that's the first hug from anybody other than my parents I've had in a long time. Yeah, we're, felt I mean, we're in a bubble. Yeah, we've been in a it's bubble our, for a long time. Yeah, it's our bubble. So so. But that was that was
2: a huge moment. It was sick.
0: Great day, great day.
2: All right, Er, Er, Errol, you can come back and listen now to Cam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're done with the golf. We're done. We need we need
2: a golf check-in drop. We do need a golf golf check-in drop.
0: Yeah, we got. We'll sort one out. Yeah, we'll sort one out.
2: Um, so you know how people post like on uh on gates? Shout out Progate Europe.
0: Shout out Progate Europe.
2: The lights red, yellow, yellow, green. Yeah. Is it yellow or orange? Because I see some euros posting. It's orange.
0: If you if it's orange, you're colorblind. You're
2: wrong. It's like, not orange,
0: people. What, what? It's yellow. I'm sorry. Do your traffic light on the street go orange? No, it goes green, yellow, red. Like when do red. you
2: They're like, oh, i live leave on first orange. Okay, just stop, right? Just stop.
0: First stop. Of, first of all, no, you don't.
2: First, first of all, you don't leave because there's no orange light.
0: That's that, You clearly are not even on the right gate. It's yellow. It's yellow. It's red, yellow, yellow, green.
2: You don't leave on orange because there's no orange.
0: Like wh- wh- where are they getting this orange from? That's not orange.
2: No, they're colorblind. It's yellow.
0: Like what are you looking at?
2: I, is, I the thing of one of the first times I heard that was from a European. I, I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean it's orange? What are you talking about? Like, like first of all, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's like a couple of opinions, but like yours is the wrong one. <laughs> like there's, you can have your own opinion, but that opinion is wrong. Yeah. I mean, given opinion, it's just wrong though, because it's yellow.
0: <laughs> it is yellow. It's yellow. Do you see does program Europe look orange? No, it's yellow. It's the same it's color yellow. as the light. It's yellow.
2: So for all of you that say orange, you're going to need to stop saying orange and just start saying yellow
0: we're gonna need to we're gonna need to cut that out right now
2: we need to we need to like we talk about things we need to nip we need to nip this right now
0: like nip it up right now and lock it up right now because it's not lock orange it it's yellow up. lock it up lock you're, it up if you're thinking orange you're, you're just an idiot <laughs>
2: you're, like straight you're, just up, you're just an idiot if you think it's you're orange. just dumb yeah
0: um speaking of orange see uh the dutch guys did had a little um they had a little race but they they made a little different race it was pretty cool they did like um a 1v1 gate battle down I one, saw of the, that. one of the last straights backwards. I saw that. I thought that was a fun way to do something different at this time of day.
2: Who do you think the fastest flat sprinter? Okay, before we do the first straight. Well,
0: I already know who won. Yeah, who won? Nick. Yeah, shocker. Yeah.
2: Who do you think the fastest like 30 meter sprint on flat ground guy is? George today. No, no, no. On the Dutch team.
0: On the Dutch team? Yeah. Um, Like, are we talking sp- like gate or no gate?
2: No gate. Box sprint.
0: Box sprint. Are we talking practice or race? Like, I guess... Box sprint. You're talking. I'm box thinking sprint. Dave. I'm thinking Dave in a box sprint.
2: Okay, so who do we think has the fastest 30 meter sprint in the world?
0: Mm, that's a good question. Maybe Dino.
2: I'm thinking like someone like Molina might have it.
0: You think so? Someone like, just like an that. Absolute grinding force. Yeah. Like can just muscles. Or Vinny Paloward
2: might have it. someone like that.
0: That's uh, you'd have to do it off a gate can though. Can you imagine?
2: All, th- what does a 30 meter sprint just use the fast? I'd be really curious.
0: We do, uh, if you could set up like a pro gate on a flat ground, but like good angle flat, like just enough, and then just gate 30 meters.
2: I'd, my, I, Melina, I think would be really good. Dina would be really good too.
0: Dina would be fantastic. I think. Joris would be good. Yep. Joris would, would be good. I think Romain would be a fucking horse. Romain would be good too. Well, you know, oh, throw, throw, throw and a my, bunch.
2: would be. Yeah. would be fucking fast. <laughs> throw on a that.
0: bunch of the Frenchies in there. You know what? Fuck the Frenchies. You know what? Did you see how many people they had at their training center the other week? They're just running a World
2: Cup final every
0: week. Unbelievable. It's not fair. Yeah, they had eight guys in the gate running like World Cup practice going on. I was insane. Yeah. I hate I got, that guy. He so was there so nice. too. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, hate that guy.
2: Um, who do we think? Who do we think is like? One of the best guys with the slowest 30 meter sprint.
0: Oh, that's a good question, Carlos Ramirez. Like, I don't. The thing is, I don't think he's a slow sprinter, but I just don't think he's the fastest skater. But he has the best results. So if you're looking at the guy who does the best results, I think someone
2: like Connor would be like a fat Is he's like a fast guy on sprints, but he's not like I don't think he'd be the fastest guy on sprint on like a plain 30 meter sprint compared to the other guys. Okay. Like he's a obviously. He's a really good sprint. starter. Like he, he can hold yeah, sharpen yeah. races. So. But he's got
0: really good form and he's like We forgot about Ren in the thirty meter sprint. Some, somehow like guy would pop a one, two, three on a thirty meter box sprint. Um yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, so I be. don't know who else though. It's hard to it's hard to say. Things graphs fast in a thirty meter sprint.
2: Yeah, he would be. Yeah, I think he is a horse. Yeah, yeah. He
0: would be, yeah. He's got thing that thing, you know, down to a science. Yeah. He knows his exact angle of body position that's Best for the amount of torque that put into his size of cranks with his length Speaking of bike. Speaking <laughs> of which today, so uh, <laughs> we're coaching on the track.
2: It reminds me, we're coaching on the track. I was getting the kids to do rhythm section. I was like, um, I was asking like, why do you, oh, uh, why is, I said, ask something about manualing or something. How's the pink Whitney? Yeah. With it, yeah. You just had a, made, yeah. you made a face.
0: It t- that, that sip tasted like vodka, not the pink grapefruit or lemonade or whatever. Okay. It's pretty good at it for, good. for a straight vodka that I'm drinking right now. It's pretty good.
2: I was like, how do we, uh, I said something like, why is manually fast in the rhythm section? Or how do we go fast in manual rhythm section? Or why is it sometimes fast than pumping or something like that? Okay. And the kid puts up his hand and he's like, there's less friction. And I'm like, I just kind of laughed. I was like, I've never heard that one before Do explain. <laughs> and he starts explaining to me how there's like, there's like less drag in the cog and there's like something. And I was like, Kate, hey, I'm just going to stop. You lost me. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> lost <laughs> me. <laughs> that would have been graph as a kid. You know what? The funny thing is you could probably persuade me and make me believe that if you said something to do with, well, you don't have the front tire on the ground. You don't have to push the wheel. I would have be like, actually, you're, you're kind of right. But the way he's explained, like, was you're so not scientific,
2: I was like, okay, I don't even know what you're saying. Like, like you're, you I was humored it. though. I'd never heard that answer. Usually it's like, I don't know. You can pump harder. or You can like push more or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. And he just gives me some super scientific. I was like, oh my goodness. This like, kid's a genius. Like we
0: need to introduce graph to this kid and this kid to graph. They would get along great. They'd probably, you know, start talking bike and physics and they, geometry. They'd and, get along great.
2: Yeah, pretty. Epic. Um, I guess we go to our social media check-in. Yeah, uh, let's the, do it. the Sylvan social media check-in. I hate that guy. Um, so James posted on Coffee Chatter. Here we'll pull it up. James posted on Coffee Chatter this past week. Uh, it was a clip from our last uh podcast with Freddie. mm Hmm. The caption was, what do you think? Is it good for young kids to have social media pages? And is it normal that parents of these kids run the page for them? And we had some good responses, actually.
0: We did. We had a three good ones. Um, do you want to just read all three?
2: Sure. Ariel yeah. said, no and no, but that's my personal opinion. I've got a six-year-old that shreds, and it's hard to not want to brag and post about her, but I'm super careful about how much I show her and her brother's face on my social pages, and there's way too many creepers out there for me to want to have social media pages of their own. It's unrealistic for me to think they never will, but I'm definitely not starting ones for them and will hold them off from it as long as I can. They should be entitled to choosing how much of their personal information gets put out into the world. I'm also not chasing sponsors on their behalf so I can see in today's give me for free world why making a page <laughs> and managing might be appealing, but I'd be interested to know how many companies out there actually look at our, actually look at sponsoring young kids based on their social following just finished the radio show, so I thought I'd give my perspective as a mom and a former pro. Good question. They'll keep them coming. I completely agree, actually.
0: Yeah, I think you'll hear general consensus. I just liked
2: her comment. Yeah,
0: you know, there you go. You'll hear general consensus from all three comments we got about this. Um, the other one was from Bombshell Live in Canada. It's like, it's tough to answer this. It's a personal decision for a family. I think as long as it's used responsibly and the parents are fully in charge of it, then it's fine. As long as the kids are protected from the quote-unquote trolls, out there and do your thing personally we have not done this for our nine-year-old son but no some who have no judgment it's your choice not to have one for him at this point or it's our choice not to have one. i
2: think the parents starting one for the kids a little like psycho parenting
0: um yeah like I, I don't i think that's a little weird like we said it a couple times like i get where they're coming from but it is a little bit like you're you're being yeah. a little bit ridiculous i
2: think i think so yeah like yeah I kind of, I kind of understand why they're doing it, but I think it's a little crazy.
0: I think I used the word phony last time and it kind of is like, I'm not, I don't want to say that in like, in a bad terms, like you shouldn't do it. Cause I mean, maybe need to, whatever, but I just think it's kind of phony cause it's not the kids yeah. on him. Yeah, I agree. And I guess you could technically make a, you can make a page, like say it's run by your parents, but like, what's, I don't know. I why? follow people on social media to get to know them and to follow what they do and blah, blah, blah. Like. Why does somebody need to be following a kid's page at their parents' run? I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Anyways. Yeah.
0: But I think they make good points. Like, you got as a young kid, you, you got to keep them protected. Like, if they are going to use it, like, protect it.
2: Yeah, because you're exposing your kids to who knows who on online. Like, it's kind of scary when you think about it.
0: Yeah. Do you want me to read the third one here? Sure. Actually, I had good points, too. Um, this other lady, I think, says... My daughter is in BMX. She has an Instagram, but I monitor it because she has been hit with some incredibly inappropriate and dangerous content. I make sure I know who she is following and who follows her. I read her messages. We discuss the photos posted. She's 11, and I believe it's important to protect her. The world isn't the same as it was 30 years ago. Very well said. Yeah. People yeah. these no, that's days- That's very reasonable. Yeah. yeah. People these days are way too close to every person and kid out there.
2: Say so anyone can DM your child. It's insane. You Literally can- anyone can DM your child. Yep. Unbelievable. That's fucked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I'm very much on board with what these people have to say because I think they're right. Like their parents, they know this firsthand. Um, they're doing it the right way. Let your kid
2: get Instagram when he or she wants, I think.
0: Let them be the kid. Like, uh, but what? But here's the thing. Nowadays, they might want it super early. Kids are on iPads since young age. They might want it when they're 10 years old. What do you say?
2: Then I think like that parent you just talked about, like let them have it, but monitor it closely maybe.
0: Okay. That's a good point. You're right. That's yeah. probably it. Yeah. 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 And, and I think the Ariel comes
2: to age and realizes they have 500,000 followers. Like some of these kids do like I what? Are
0: they, are you, are they're literally already me?
2: celebrity. Like they, they might not want that at all. They might not even want social. They might want to be private and they're already famous.
0: Probably. Well, actually probably at the time they don't realize that probably being famous like that is probably not good. Who knows? But
2: who knows? Maybe they just like feel freaked out when they see that 500,000 people know who
0: they are. That's a good point too. Actually. Yeah. I like Ariel's point about like uh sponsors and like, you know sponsors looking at kids followers like i hope there's no sponsor looking at a kid for followers like being like oh this little kid doesn't have enough followers we shouldn't sponsor him like he's a little kid yeah he or she is a little kid you don't need to be looking at that just make sure they're a good person good ambassador as a young rider and you know they race hard yeah i agree good little check in there um oh we got a rant we got a rant. Yeah, you came up with this one. I got a rant. Um, nothing on, I wouldn't say it's anything from recent, but I've just noticed over in like the past while, I've, I'm tired of people pointing out the negative stuff on other people's posts. Like, I find too often, like, we like to make jokes and be critical. Like, sometimes we like to be critical of somebody else's post and just make a joke about it. Like, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I don't want to see it anymore. Like if you're really close friends with the person, I mean, that's a different story. than you probably have inside jokes you're doing it with, but if it's not like, why, why do you got to post out the negatives? Like if you post something cool, a cool video and you mess up one thing in it, like what you're not posting it for that. Why does somebody need to point that out? Yeah, I agree. Like, and you're not like trying to make light that you didn't do that. You're just not saying anything about it. And somebody else has to post that. Like why? What's the so, point?
2: So it's funny. I th- when he told me this the other day, I think he told me this the other day.
0: Yeah. And so
2: after the, I was used to wear a Liat brace when I raced. Mm-hmm. And after the world's in Rotterdam, I went the next week to my uncle's house in Kamloops. Mm-hmm. Just like as a vacation, had the week off, whatever. Yeah. And I was riding a, his dirt bike on his yard at his yard. And so he gave me his chest protector to wear. And then, so I brought like my helmet and gear and everything. Mm-hmm. He gave me his chest protector to wear. And then he's like, oh, the Atlas brace. He had an Atlas brace at the time and it fit with the chest protector. So I just wore that. Yeah. Didn't, literally didn't even think anything of it. Took a photo and mm-hmm. like posted on Instagram, like how oh, getting ready for 250 Supercross, whatever. Just, yeah. And you couldn't even see logos on the brace or you could barely even tell. And then a bunch of people commented, oh, you're not wearing a Liat brace? Why are you wearing an Atlas brace now? And then fucking Liat saw it and I got email the next morning from them asking if I'm like not wanting to be sponsored by them anymore. and I'm like, why am I wearing an Atlas brace? And I was like, Jesus Christ, I didn't even realize that was happening. Oh my God. How do people even notice that?
0: Why why are they trying to notice that? I know. Like your post is not about that at all. Your post is about riding a dirt bike, having fun for the first time in a long time.
2: That's what Scott pointed I, out. Are you shitting me? Like yeah.
0: Buzz off, people. Who gives a shit? And to
2: the point where I actually got an email about it like literally the next day. That's ruthless.
0: Yeah. Like people I don't know. realize they like it will affect your life sponsorship yeah. like if by doing that like when you're just trying to be at your uncle's house having a good time riding a dirt bike
2: yeah and so obviously i emailed him back and like explained the situation like look i didn't even know like i yeah. didn't even realize and it wasn't an issue but yeah it's just like that stuff like can escalate like quickly
0: yeah and like we i think like nowadays we do have to be careful that's for sure and, you and, do yeah and i think we do but it's those people that are like so nitpicky that they got to point oh out these God. things and it's like why you're not benefiting anybody you're, you're not, not coo- benefit you're not cool you're like, not benefiting yourself you're not going to find out any new information if it is like a, a a secret switch of different sponsor. You know, if they're not saying anything about it, then it, you know, it hasn't technically happened yet. Like they haven't made it public. Don't fucking ask about it.
2: Or a lot of times people just love pointing out flaws in people. They like kind of look up to or whatever to try and bring them down. Cause they yeah. just feel insecure about themselves. Like, like cool, fuck that cool, bro. Like, like fuck right off. Like I, don't care. Like, I know yeah. sick.
0: Not, no one likes those people. It's no. just annoying. It's you see that? It's just annoying. So yeah,
2: we're over it. We're over it. Tired like, of that. Fucking lock it up. people. Like lock it up. Lock it up, please. Um, Anything else before we get into camp?
0: <laughs> I got a weird one. Oh, I like weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's really it's kind of awkward, kind of weird. So <laughs> I was in Chipotle the other day. <laughs> right on. <laughs> bowl or burrito guy. Uh, I went with bowl. Yeah, yeah, normal yeah, guy. And long story short, I'm just going to ask a question: Is it more awkward to walk in on somebody in the washroom or get walked in when you're in the washroom when you don't lock the door? Oh. <laughs> Shoot, eh? <laughs> I'm thinking
2: I cared less. If someone walks in on me, I care less. I feel bad if I walk in on someone. Okay, because like I don't really care. Like if someone walked in to me, it's like I kind of just laugh, like whatever. It's yeah. not that big of a deal because obviously yep. an accident. They don't want to, and it's kind of just like funny. Okay. Yeah. But like if I walk in on someone, I feel bad because I feel like I like.
0: Violated them, invaded their privacy. Invaded their privacy. Yeah, and I was like, oh
2: fuck, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> like it's just like, yeah. I think I feel way worse if I walk in on someone.
0: Because I, I obviously, like, I'm saying this because I clearly walked into somebody in the washroom because they didn't have the door locked. Can but we, it's can, like, can
2: we rant about that or like at the race? Okay, you know, go on. But first.
0: anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they don't have the door locks. So I walked in. I'm like, oh, sorry. I turned. Around. I immediately turned around. But I, I was walking around just giggling myself. I didn't really care. But I was like that's kind of awkward isn't it write it and down then, for chatter and then i was like i come out of the wash get in line at chipotle and then they're just like two people in front of me i'm like i wonder who this is more awkward for <laughs> i was just laughing i was like are they thinking like don't turn around right now like i don't want to see this person or is yeah. it just like yeah it's so awkward i don't know it's just kind of awkward. It's, awkward it's awkward it's all it is can it's we
2: awkward. can we rant about people at races and porta potties not locking the door and you open one and someone's <laughs> oh, that's
0: there? like the fucking worst. lock the door that's so. Annoying. so we know there's
2: a little red thing <laughs> or kids go around and like put the little latch so it says red, but it's still actually open. And it's like, just just, like, just stop kids.
0: <laughs> He's making this really awkward and annoying just for stop. everybody. It's not funny. It's, it's not just funny. awkward. We don't want to hear that. No, we don't want to do that. Just
2: stop. Just stop, please. Um, yeah. Anything else for Cam?
0: No, I think we can uh, get into him. Um, yeah, interested to talk to him. It's been a while. He's a good friend. Good up and coming kid. So it'll be fun. Let's hope he picks up. We were talking to him earlier today. Yeah, he, uh, he said he should be available. He said something about motocross. So watching the motocross today. We didn't, we, I, we didn't watch it? He better I wonder not how my fantasy it. did. My fantasy he did. better not spoil it for us. I'll be pissed. I'll be really ticked. I know it's a mutter. Yeah, I saw that too.
2: Mm-hmm. I tried not to go on Instagram. Did you try to call him? Yeah, he's on right now.
0: Actually. Hey, yeah. boys. Hey. Cam, you on, buddy? Hey, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, how's it going, pal? You're live on the chatter.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm doing well. I'm just uh, east coasting it
0: right now. Yeah, where in Florida are you?
1: Um, I'm in Palm Harbor, so it's actually... Oh, yeah, uh, right by Oldsmar. Yeah, rest in peace, Oldsmar, but that's right next to Oldsmar.
2: That's where John Sawyer used to live, or still does, I think. Okay, cool. I didn't know Palm Harbor, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that's where Answer is. Answer BMX, get yours today. Get yours today. I think that's where it is, Palm Harbor. I
0: (laughs) I didn't actually realize that. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Um, Who are you staying with?
1: Um, I am staying with Spencer Cole. Um, that's kind of my, my go-to when I come out here. I luckily have a good friendship with him and got a spot.
0: Got a, you got, you got a room, you got a bed, you got a yeah. room.
1: <laughs> I got a, I got a, yeah, I got a bed. I'm, I got the funded bed out here. <laughs> where
0: Where are you from
2: originally?
1: <laughs> uh, so I'm originally from Bakersfield, California. Oh, Bakersfield, so I don't know yeah. if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever been there. You'd probably have no reason to be there, but
2: <laughs> I <race laughs> there as, I raced there as a kid once. Oh, really? Yeah. I raced there at national when I was like 12.
1: Oh yeah. I bet the turns were just the smoothest things he's ever ridden. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> dust bowl.
2: That is like, I gotta say that <laughs> yeah. is, that is one of the dustiest, hottest tracks I've ever been to in my life.
0: Yep. <laughs> so what, what's the reason for going to Florida cam? Just trying to get away, get some different scenery in or why are you, what are you doing there?
1: Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know how you guys are out in Canada, but, um, California is like super, super closed up with COVID. Um, we kind of went like super locked down with everybody and then we opened up a little bit and then they completely shut us down. So like my local track in Bakersfield for instance is open like one day a week for an hour or something like that. And so, oh, um, obviously i honestly don't think that the Rock Hill will couple happen, but with that coming up, mm-hmm. um, my coach Ariel just thought it would be better to come out and ride a supercross track. And I don't really have, well, I'm getting there, but I don't really know all the things that I have to do to get into the center. So I just decided to fly out here.
0: Yeah. That's smart then I guess, especially if you have a place to stay, like good group of people to ride with out there, I guess it's, you know, gotta be ready.
1: Yeah. And it's nice because, um, Jeremy and Sue's aren't too far either. So it's kind of a, a good little mixture of hanging out with good friends and then actually getting in things to some gates with some elites. But obviously, yeah. it's been a
0: while. Yeah, at this point, that's kind of the only thing we're doing. It's just like, all right, we'll do some training, but like, let's have some fun on the side because this is the only time we ever get to do that.
2: You got to keep it fun, like mm-hmm. especially now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think about Rock Hill? Like, we're, you're just saying you don't think it's going to happen. I think it's kind of weird that it's still in the schedule, and in the sense that I don't think Europeans are or. or I, I, are Europeans allowed to fly to the U.S. or is it U.S. can't fly to Europe? I don't know what the whole deal is, but yeah, it's crazy. Well, I'm, that it still is. I'm not
1: too too sure, but either way, I think that like it'd be very hard to hold the international event through the UCI, like um, if some countries aren't allowed to come, whether it's like Italy or I mean, I don't like I said, I don't know the all the big statistics, but I just think that it's pretty unrealistic to expect mm-hmm. um, that race to pop off, but. Obviously, I'm I'm hoping so because I haven't. I mean, we all haven't raced in forever, but it's <laughs> <Yeah>. been like <laughs> two years since we raced. Australian World Cups.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What have you uh, focused on in this time? Have you still trained the whole time? Like, are you working on anything technical? Because we've talked about it a lot, but it's a good time to polish things up because without any racing and stuff.
1: Yeah, um, actually, like uh, the first couple of weeks, I actually took it off, um, which was nice because it kind of gave me well. A, we didn't really know what we were doing, but it was like, okay, I kind of needed to um, just get back into the groove of things because actually how the season was going for me, I still wasn't 100% um, recovered from my injury, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe more so mentally. And so um, I took a couple of weeks off and then have just been um, back on it pretty hard. Um, I found a huge weakness for me is I'm a little too quick sometimes for my skill. So I've definitely just been trying to keep up on my skills and like I said, just enjoy riding because for a while I didn't,
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what, fair.
2: What have you been, What has Ariel, you know, helped you with some skill stuff or anything like that to improve it?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I know you guys had her on the show um, a few episodes ago, but because she worked with PH and Dwight and a couple of other people, um, she definitely keeps it um, pretty fun and challenging. Um, like, for instance, on Monday, I was riding flats on Sarasota, which I wouldn't recommend because um, it's scary. <laughs> That'd be gnarly, but, yeah. But I definitely, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely keeping it a cool 60% out there, but like, just like with some manuals and, um, I seem to, especially with me being so lightweight, um, backside, are a huge, um, I'd say flaw for me. So, um, I've just been kind of doing skills with flat pedals and manuals. And then, I mean, cause you guys obviously know my pull manuals aren't the uh, strongest. <laughs> um,
0: Nobody's are these days. And, crazy. Uh... It's a lost, it's a lost <laughs> art. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's yeah.
1: Yeah. So just, yeah, just, uh, stuff here and there. Um, normally when I do skills, it's on flats, but I think it's it in there pretty well.
0: That's good. Yeah, yeah. Not many people do that anymore. No. And I think it's really cool. You're able to identify that and actually do something about it. Cause a lot of people these days, I think really end up trying to get too fast and forget about the skills. And you're saying like, Hey man, like I got really fast, obviously you need to do a little more skill work. And you are, and I think that's cool.
2: Yeah, for sure. How do, uh, how do your skills feel on Supercross? Like do you like riding supercross compared to normal? Because you obviously grew up riding normal.
1: Right. Um, honestly, like I think that I prefer um, the traditional racing. Um, I'm a little biased because I have a decent power to weight ratio. Um, but I actually really enjoy, um, like, I loved when I was 15, like going to a USAT camp and, and going down the hill. And it's really cool to kind of see the progression over the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. I can definitely say that, um, probably within the last two years since I've been doing like some of the world cups and stuff, I've definitely been like more excited to get to other tracks and, and race those because, um, growing up, all I had was the big Rio track in Beijing to go off of.
2: Yeah. That's and easy. So yeah. When you
1: go from, <laughs> from Beijing, yeah, yeah, Beijing where you're like, Oh yeah, I could hit everything, you know, pretty smooth at 80%. And then you go to Rio where you have to be completely, zoned in or you're gonna (laughs) just completely destroy yourself you're gonna gonna die (laughs) Um, yeah yeah yeah. so i i appreciate both um but i i I think the amateur or the small hill kind of suits me a little bit better
0: we we were talking just uh, obviously before you came on the show about like your gates and yeah you are you're one of the pipiest guys like you're you seem to have a lot of fast twitch I don't know where you got this fast twitch from but like a lot of us are jealous because you're <laughs> one two of three us just, are jealous. <laughs> a lot of, I don't know who but like I'm just putting a lot of people into this so you you have a really quick one two three and where did you kind of develop all this power and strength that you you have now?
1: Yeah, um, I think obviously a little bit I was lucky with genetics, um, but honestly, like it kind of all ties into just me um, when I started uh, racing and kind of what I focused on. um, I would do a lot of like that stinking red line trainer. That thing was like my worst nightmare. (laughs) Um, And just like I said, I've always been lucky just kind of, well not kind of unlucky now because I need to to gain weight, but um, just being so light and I played um, other sports too growing up. So it kind of all just tied into it. And now, um, as I've been able to get stronger, I've luckily been able to keep kind of the, the quick twitch and the hops, if you will. What,
2: what other sports did you play growing up? Um,
1: so when I was younger, I, well, I actually raced motocross, which is. Atta
0: decent, boy Right. Cool, on. But,
1: yeah. Yeah. But, but it had nothing to do with quick twitch, but then, um, <laughs> I played baseball and so okay. I was like really, really into that for a while, but
0: what made you, what made you stop doing that and switch to BMX?
1: Yeah. So actually when I was younger, I did like all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, baseball, like I said, I really, really enjoyed it, but I hated losing and like, I hated like losing and it wasn't like my fault necessarily. Yeah,
0: yeah totally. like, I hated
1: putting, putting, putting the game in other people's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of fired me up a little bit. And then with the motocross thing, um, it kind of just got like, I, I grew up with a, with a stepdad that definitely, um, was your your factory dad um and i mean if you if you know kind of the motocross scene i mean it's comparatively like the same to the bmx scene just maybe a little bit harder um and so eventually i kind of just got out of all that and i just kind of became a fan of that and then um i kind of progressed a little bit quicker in bmx i think than the other sports and so i think that kind of led me to really picking that up
2: bmx is just so addicting it is yeah yeah Cause I grew up playing other sports. And right? Was, and honestly, I've, I've always loved BMX.
1: Yeah. And like, honestly, like, I mean, when I had my friends from motocross, like we would, I mean, I know a lot of people don't do it now, but like I would ride, you know, and we had little dirt jump spots in my neighborhoods and would just ride all summer, 15 miles a day. Just, <laughs> Oh, let's go hit these jumps. Let's hit these jumps. Let's hit these jumps. And then it was like, Oh, who's, who's the fastest. And then I could always, kind of be the fastest, so then, <laughs> then I was obviously competitive and just kind of took off with it.
0: Yeah, for Do you miss Moto now? Because I know you're a Moto fan, too. We we play fantasy. You're in the Fantasy League. Do you miss it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do miss it. Um, it's it's definitely cool. Like um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but Bakersfield actually has a couple of fast guys. Um, one of them just won. I don't know if you followed Beretta's, but Styles Robertson, he's actually riding for
0: Rockstar Husky right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I know um, the name. Yeah. I followed it a little bit. He,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he got eight today. He's from Bakersfield, and then I got another guy named Ryder D. Francisco, who's a little oh, younger. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, Cali kid. Um,
1: and and then yep, Cali kid, and there's another Cali kid. His name's Jet Reynolds, um, and they all came out of um, Bakersfield. So definitely now, I wish I kind of would have stuck with it, um, just because it's it's cool, like being a fan of it. But definitely, um, I I would say that. The risk is a little is a little big for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's even bigger. Like we I don't talk think about, a lot of people. I do hey. huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and on TV it looks so easy. So I don't think a lot of people actually know. Like no, I mean you could miss a, miss a shift in your
0: yard selling. <laughs> yeah, like we talk about our sport. Like we know our sports are gnarly, and we don't say it isn't. But like moto, oh my gosh, it is ever. Like just because they have suspension and whatnot doesn't mean it's any less gnarly. Like they. Yeah, they got a machine under them that, and they're flying hundreds feet, hundreds of feet in the air.
1: Yeah, and how do you gauge a hundred foot triple into a right hand turn in ten feet? (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's insane. How'd you do in our fantasy coffee chatter league?
1: Uh, I I want to say I got like six or seven. I was there for a little bit and then. I d I can't do the dude. How about
2: caps. how about the one guy who won like every
0: single round? That, that was br- rude. That was pissing me off. I didn't like it. And didn't
1: he didn't he miss one and still
0: won? No, thank God he missed one and I passed him and like <laughs> straight by. But he was in such a big lead <laughs> up until that point. He could have just like got like all all stars and he would have won. You just
2: had to fill the thing out and he would have won. It was brutal. Yeah, he must have been
1: listening to the podcast. <laughs> got the ins got yeah. the insight. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, how'd you get into BMX as a kid?
1: Um, so actually it's kind of, kind of a cool story. Um, my mom and my uncle actually raced, um, and my, so my grandpa was really big into it. Um, I think they rode for like a little like SC development team or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, I had a, uh, old stepdad who was very involved he was a motocross fan. And so, um, like I said, just kind of, I guess, Talking chatting um for Christmas when I turned five, they got me a bmX bike um, and then I went out to the local track, loved it, obviously, just being out there, and then um, obviously they got it a little serious more serious after that yeah. <laughs> after probably the first two years,
2: yeah, what, totally. when did you start going to nationals?
1: So I believe I turned expert at seven um, and you know that was the full. I mean, I, I honestly think that the like the national scene now that the little kids don't really understand how big it was um, back then. It like, was huge. I mean, yeah. I, I'm still young, but like this was 2005, 2006, 2007, um, and so you know, my stepdad was pushing me, and we we're doing all the state races, the gold cups, um, and then I went to my first national. Um, I think actually as a novice, but I remember my first expert national. I got moto and got completely creamed and was just devastated and yeah. I went from thinking I was state, state champ Gold Cup One and just got completely demolished.
2: Yeah, we were <laughs> talking we we're talking <laughs> with about that in a We were talking about that in a recent show, especially when people come from Canada, cause Canada is a pretty small country at BMX and stuff, they do well here and they'd get the doors blown off their first U S race. <laughs> but like, I it, it's pretty much the same for everyone. Like you go from a, your local scene where you're the man and then you go to a national and it's just like, you're such a small fish in a big pond.
1: Yeah. And like, I actually, so from seven expert until nine expert, um, I really didn't win a lot. Like I, my, I got my first, I would put it in quotes, but I got my first factory ride at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at the time it was, um, I don't think it was, in, it was stats challenge, but then it turned into red line challenge. You might've okay. been on red line Tory then. Um, but, uh, that was like my first factory team. And it was like, it was so cool because my team manager told me like, you can't race the pre races anymore. Like we need you for the team. sheet, and we had like a, <laughs> a trailer and stuff, but, for, for a good two years, like I would say, I was probably scrapping for seventh places, or uh, probably not even making the main. Really, just kind of doing it with um, my family, riding for myself.
0: Yeah. Which, first of all, I think is very cool. Did you feel pressure when you when you got like a factory ride as a kid? Like, did you feel that there was pressure on you at that young age?
1: Um. Yeah. I think that. Um, I already had, like, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself anyways, mm-hmm. but when I finally got that, I was like, okay, like, this is what, like, as a young kid, you know, yeah. but I was like, oh my God, this is what I want. Like, I need to win. Like, I need to do good. And luckily <laughs> my first race was actually in Bakersfield. Okay. So I, I did win that weekend, which was nice,
0: That's but
1: place. then after that, it obviously kind of set me up for a whirlwind of of defeat later that
2: year
0: but yeah I a little bit for sure <laughs> <laughs> goes Just in on such a high, high and then it's the yeah
2: a factor being on those factor teams can be tough as a kid
0: yeah
1: and that was like like I said I mean we had our the red line pants with the cutoff like I thought I was I
0: thought I was the shit <laughs> you were the shit you're like I fucking made it um, Here, people yeah <laughs> <laughs> So did you go after the next stuff when you got older, like into your teens and whatnot?
1: Yeah. So I actually, um, pretty much from nine until I want to say 13. Mm -hmm. Um, I hit it super hard. Um, I, my best nag I ever got was nag three, but other than that, it was like eight, seven, four, five. And then, um, actually in 2013, um, my mom and my, old stepdad who I'm referring to, um, Mm -hmm. ended up getting a divorce. And so I kind of was a little bit just lost. And I, I actually stopped racing from 13 to 15. Okay. Um, and then I picked it back up when I turned 15. So I kind of chased it, chased it, stopped and then chased it again.
0: Yeah. Cause I want to feel, I want to feel like I don't, I never really followed the amateur scene hugely, but I want to, I feel like you kind of popped on the scene. It was kind of out of nowhere in a sense. That's what I felt like.
1: Yeah. So actually this is pretty funny too. Um, when I first came back, so before I had stopped in 12 and 13, mm-hmm. um, I rode for JNR and okay. um, they used to have a pretty good, I mean, I, still, I think they still are like a pretty big, um, bike shop team, yeah. but they were kind of giving me the works as an amateur, like entry fees and gear or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I came back, they're like, Hey, like, you know, you have, you still have a home. Like they understood what I was going through. Yeah. And I actually, um, really cool of them, to, and all, this yeah. is like, yeah, 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 really cool, Then, But this is the first time I had, like, gun racing with, with my mom. And so, like, we didn't really, like, know anything. And I was, like, 14, 15. And yeah. I showed up to Reno with a 39.16 gear ratio on a <laughs> pro bike. And, <laughs> and got, <laughs> got moto like, completely. I went from the year before I was, like, NAG7 or nag Because I actually went to the world in 2012. Okay. Um, so I came from, like, you know, being a decent – decent amateur in my class to just getting completely smoked oh, and i know like no idea and so um that was a pretty big uh, eye-opener but at the same time um after i got my butt kicked i was like okay like i'm gonna make a change and i'm gonna i'm gonna turn this thing around if i can
0: yeah i think i think so, that that attitude's huge because we've talked about on the show like it's tough to unfortunate that the amount of people that come out of the u.s that are top dogs as amateurs and they finally get to their later teens starting to be that age where they turn pro and they stop winning and they ended up dropping out because I get, I think of it as things get tough and they just kind of don't battle through it. It sucks. Like it's tough to see when these guys have so much potential and it's like, I think for you, I mean, it sounds like you had the right attitude. You're like, all right, shit was tough. You're like, I know where I could be. I know where I can be. I'm going to work for it and actually do it.
1: Right. And that was kind of one of the things too, like, I guess in a sense, I'm a little bit lucky because I I didn't um, feel like I didn't like I didn't win a lot when I was younger, so mm-hmm. I never really felt what it was like to be on that high. So mm-hmm. then when I did hit those lows, it was almost like I was used to them. Yeah. Um, and I think that obviously really helped me. But like, yeah, like growing up, I mean, there's been I'm sure you guys are the same, but there's been a lot of people that were super top dogs in my class that don't even race anymore. Like I'm pretty it's sure crazy. I was just going over yeah. it the other day. It's like there's like six of me, like six to eight maybe that still race in my junior class. <laughs> um, and all the rest have just kind of either fizzled out or going into different disciplines and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm definitely happy that I stick through it though.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Honestly, it almost seems like it was like good time for you to good time for you to come back and start to want to do well in it again. Like it's, that's the perfect time where you have, Time when you're growing still you're still learning a lot where you can start working on these things to get faster And it's not too late at all. That's perfect almost
2: because you see it a lot. Some kids kill it an amateur And the second they're tested when they're pro they I mean it just they just fold you know Like it's yeah. almost better if you have to go through some struggle on amateur and learn how to do it and get through it and improve And then when you're pro you're much better off
1: Right and honestly another big thing I think was um, with that divorce like I came back racing for myself Yep. And not necessarily for, you know, my family or whatever. Um, it was like, okay, I'm going to go out and do sprints because I want to, not because someone's telling me that I need to. Or I want to go out and start getting into the gym and whatnot um, because I want to and not because I'm going to get yelled at if I don't or whatever.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of kids feel like they need to race for something else when really it should just be about what you want to do.
1: Right. And I and unfortunately, I mean, luckily, it took me – only until like 15 to realize that but also unfortunately i wish i could have learned that a little bit younger
2: of course but you can't know at the time you know like you have to learn that th- for yourself and that's what makes you a better rider and athlete and everything right did, did you uh when did you know like is there a point or did you always want to race pro in bmx or did you always think it was cool or you know when did you really think that you could maybe turn pro in bmx
1: Yeah. So when I was younger, um, I don't think I was necessarily too worried about the probes. Unfortunately, I was just so instilled at a young age, nag one, nag one, nag one. Um, and then like I said, (laughs) when I came back, yeah, that's
2: classic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, (laughs) If you're, if you're not, if you're not nag one, why are we doing this? Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so, um, probably so my, when I was 16, um, like I said, when I kind of picked it up and I started winning um, just like the 17, 18 or 16 expert and then leading into 17, 18 expert, um, I had like a little a ride from um, another little bike shop that supported me and were super good to me. And I kind of found like, not necessarily like the golden ticket, but I just found like that I believed in myself and I knew that if I put in the work that I, and I was like seeing the results and I'm like, oh, okay, well, if I can just keep doing this, you know, I'll eventually get to where I need to be. And, you know, that was kind of before I had a coach and stuff. So it was kind of just trial and error. But then as soon as I won, because like I said, I won like a couple of races, maybe when I was 13 or 14 expert, but then from 14 until 16, I I didn't win anything. And then yeah. at 16, like midway through the season, I, uh, I picked it up and was like, okay, like I, I could finally, like, I felt like I made it, but I was like, okay, I finally can, can actually put one of these things together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. What was the, talk about the transition and kind of from that age, kind of going into pro cause why do I feel like I don't remember you racing a pro? Am I, am I wrong in saying that? Did you race a pro? A <laughs> couple years ago, right?
1: No, no I raced it. Yeah. Race like two um, in
0: 2018. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So, um, so, so 2016, um, like I just said it was kind of my better year. Um, and then going into that grand, um, I made the main and seventeen eighteen expert when I was like, I, I turned in October, so I just have one race where I'm up. Um, and then I kind of had the whole U S development, uh, program like on, upon me. Um, and so, you know, it was a, a super cool deal with, you know, I got to work with Jamie staff. I got to go out to the center and we worked with Dale who had some pretty big sponsors to me at the time. And it also came with the coach. Mm-hmm. Um and so actually that next year, um in seventeen, I think I won like fifteen races, something crazy. Oh wow. Um I still ended up choking the grands and didn't <laughs> win. But but uh <laughs> great year to that, that point was, like, great uh, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually um in November before then I had won like eight in a row and I was doing flat pedal skills and I broke my collarbone like oh, November twelfth. And we were racing in, in November, you know, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, and I two was, like, two weeks crazy. later.
2: Nice. Like, <laughs> I'm racing. Nice.
1: I'm, ra- I'm racing. I'm racing. And I showed up and I was doing all right, but I just choked the main and I was in third and I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting third place in my last amateur <laughs> race here. So I just, I, I went for second and I
0: crashed, but, um, You know, it's better to I, say that than you're just year, taking it. Right. You, know, you better um, to say you tried than not.
1: Yeah. Oh no, no. And now. then that was the thing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <But> then uh <laughs> that next year um i kind of was working um at the center more um i was actually probably the first time i saw you Tori, in person when we were riding with you and nick and a couple of actually i think everybody was there your whole canadian squad was was out there i think um and that me you only know, kind of going to the center jamie kind of gave me the approval to, to turn pro because um Dale was the other side of the team. Wasn't really into me turning pro yet. Um, and so I ended up turning pro. Um, and then I raced a pro in Phoenix mm-hmm. and I actually won that. I was I freaking signed up for the pro open too. So on that long track, I raced three days.
0: Oh, right on. Um, oh boy. <laughs> Good thing you were yeah, young,
1: it was, Cam. First, it was sick, so you're the first race yeah, of yeah. the year too. So <laughs> no
2: one like quite has the race legs underneath them yet. <laughs>
0: That's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, uh, like I said, I, I didn't even like, I came in there. I was like, Oh, if I make the name, I'm stoked. And I ended up, uh, sweeping that, which was cool. But then the next weekend, um, it was my first year eligible to race, um, elite at the national champs. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was obviously really big for, for me and Ariel and for Jamie, because obviously Jamie doesn't really care too much about the (laughs) USA BMX circuit. It's all about USAC and UCI um and so I is. made a decision in Florida I raced the first day um or actually I raced the first day in Oldsmar as a pro and I freaking just overshot the step up out of the first turn and just rode the back wheel and cool. just yard sailed oh boy <laughs> and then the next day I raced I, the next day I raced elite and got moto which was super sick and then I actually yes. made the main in
0: <laughs>
1: and then I made the main in uh in um and I was pissed too because that was the year that Alex Tugis um was just on fire. Like out yeah. of he seven was or super made the fast eight yeah, yeah And I'm like I'm like, dude, I'm I'm winning a pro, I'm one year younger than Alex, if he's in the main and I can't even I'm getting fourteen <laughs> points out here.
0: Well, dude, let's just talk about how <laughs> that was his speedway. That was Especially absolutely his speedway. In th- that
2: year, he was on fire.
0: He literally like wasn't worried about the gate, whatever. Yeah. Just give me lane eight, like let me get to my second, third pedal and motor. to Just the Just let turn. me
2: smash through this gearbox. <laughs> <downhill>. <laughs> Just let me
0: shift and I'll be fine. Yeah.
2: How cool is it though? Like when you go I, from, uh, when, when you go from amateur to A pro and you start making money, you're like, this is cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: was, dude. After after Phoenix, I was like, oh, I made seven hundred bucks. Only
2: spent like. I'm rich. <laughs> not
1: to get here, I'm rich only had to do 15 laps on Phoenix? Yeah, worth
2: it Ooh. Easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs> this is
1: cake. But um, So then I, I raced, I raced the not champs um, and I ended up making the main, which was a big deal for me. I think I ended up getting like sixth or seventh or something but that was kind of a really big stepping stone for me because that was kind of my first time um, racing Connor and Corbin um, which is obviously a, a transition of its own kind of when you go from watching people and those being essentially your idols to actually lining up with them, it was kind of, uh, just a big turning point in my career. And then after I made the main in, in that champs, it was like nice, but it kind of shot me in the foot because then, um, Jamie's like, Oh, well, all right, well we're going to take you to your first world cup then in two months, but you can't race a pro anymore.
0: Oh boy. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. That's a big <laughs> step. All right. It's well, a big step.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and Yeah, and and maybe I wasn't forced not to, but I guess I kind of just felt like, what's the point of, yeah, it would be nice to make, you know, 800 bucks or whatever in April, but if I'm going to go get on the gate with everybody, I want to be, I mean, like I said, it's inevitable if you're going to get your doors blown off, so it's kind of like, I just need Mm -hmm. to race um, as much as I can, which I ended up getting hurt anyways, but um, but yeah, so that was kind of it, and then I only raced April one more time at the Grands.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, that's cool. Like I'm a big believer in kind of getting your feet wet early. like you got to hop in and get your feet wet. And it seems like kind of what you did. Did you, was the process tough on you? Like hopping in there with the big dogs right away? Like maybe getting smoked a few times. Was that tough? Or did you kind of just understand it all and just kind of work through it?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that coming like with, when I, um, turned a pro, like I had, um, I had, like, my own separate kind of deal with, like, 100%. And I had, like, a lot of hype around it. And after I won, I think I was just kind of on the hype train a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was, like, doing that, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Like, it's whatever. It's just one race. Like, I'll be all right. And then um, definitely, like, when I went to France, France in 2018 was my first World Cup. And the first day I actually made the quarter. But I had, like, the slowest time or whatever. So I had gate eight. And I remember, like, I killed my lap. <laughs> killed my lap. It was in dead last. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow.
2: Yeah, but, dude, making like, a, a making quarter, course. that's good, though. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it was that year there was, like, freaking 280 Frenchmen signed up. So there was, like, 64 or something. And my, my biggest goal was just to not fly all the way over there and get LCQ'd because that was the first year that they did the LCQ and all that like, whatever too. you do, just but, um, don't
2: get LCQ'd.
1: Just going secure. So I didn't. I didn't want that. I already had the rookie stigma, the young boy getting all the crap given to him and stuff. And so, like, I came off the um, the finish at the quarter, and Ariel was like, "Oh, like it's okay. Like, you know, you, you still did really good." Jamie's like, "Oh, like it's okay." Blah, blah. I'm like, "Dude, what was my time? Because if it's my fastest <laughs> time of the day, I'm I'm cool. I was going, <laughs> but that was kind of the big realization of like how big of a difference a pro in like." world cup racing is um was that because like i said i feel like at the time i rode as best as i could and i was just getting smoked
2: yeah and like the difference between amateur and a pro is big and then a pro to AA, a but then the world cup is another level like the, it's so deep it's insane and the tracks are so gnarly like that's a whole other you know upper echelon of racing itself
1: Right, and I think even, like, that year in, in Florida that I was talking about a little bit earlier, like, that was still when all the foreigners would kind of do their um, off-season in Florida. So even that race, like, when I got motored, like, there was still, like, enough for quarters. Like, I think the whole Swiss team was staying there, and, like, like I said, you guys were all there, and Sylvan and some of the Frenchmen were there. Like, it was kind of just, like, straight, like, a straight shot. But obviously, on the other side of it, I'm definitely happy that I didn't get it, you know, not, not. Wouldn't say handed to me, but I'm definitely glad I just hit, you know, the hardest level that you could right away, and then cause now I can kind of try to backtrack. And I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out, but like I said, it was better than just racing April the whole time.
2: Yeah, Oldsmar is like the first World Cup of the year. Usually, like the first unofficial <laughs> World Cup of it the is. year. It
0: is the amount of Europeans that come to that race insane.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like sixty guys, and all, most of the guys have made a World Cup final before. It's gnarly.
0: Yeah, I I I miss that race.
2: I know. I, I always liked Oldsmar. I always really liked that one,
1: except for that one year they had a death third straightaway. I don't know if you. Oh guys my were
0: right, god, but... that was the dumbest. Oh, that had. was
2: sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> 16. wasn't that?
0: Wasn't that? It was. It was built to be like technical, but it was just stupid. I
2: remember me and Connor got there. I yeah. Think we came straight from Phoenix, and we rode there a couple yeah. times. In the first session, we spent like forty-five minutes on it, or an hour, and we couldn't find a good line. There was like there was, there was no good line. Good you had to like it. jump into the step up at the end or yeah, whatever. Like, it was awful. Like sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like 15,
1: just bunny hopping, I was hoping I'd make it to the
0: next one. <laughs> I I struggle with those tracks because I can't see the orange dirt for some reason. I really struggle to see the the changes in like um depth, like my depth perception just absolutely sucks. It looks all flat to me. Dude,
2: haven't seen the Oakley ads. The guesswork's oh, gone with the new prism ones. Just yeah, get some yeah, Oakleys
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 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 yeah, it is hard. Like Sarasota like-
2: Sarasota's actually quite tough to see, especially that in the So sunset. bad yeah. for that.
0: Honestly, so bad for that. Yeah. Kit. Yeah. Sarasota is becoming one of my
1: more favorite tracks now as time goes on. But when I first got there, I'm like, I'm gonna eat it.
0: <laughs> I remember <laughs> I, I can't see the lip of the next <laughs> jump. When yet. I
2: raced the World Cup there, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was kinda just I don't know, it was kinda okay, I thought.
0: Yeah, not
1: too bad. It's better than just a huge roller like Oldsmark.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I I like the track design. I like that. I just don't like that. I can't see, and it just really frustrates me because like I ride timid. <laughs> like I can't see the lip and the landing. Oh, go by feel, baby. Just like close my eyes and just ride the bull. <laughs> Spe- you know, speaking you of go. speaking <laughs> of Sarasota, 2018, Cam had one. I I was
2: thinking about that absolutely oh. hellacious seed <laughs> of
0: a semifinal that he popped off just, on Dino just, Sylvan, Jet, <laughs> Connor. Just came out like a
2: fucking. Missile. I'm looking at the. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm looking at the picture right now yeah, on my phone here. <laughs> it was insane. Came out like an absolute
2: missile. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was funny is that I, I actually threw up after that lap. Did you? <laughs> I, uh,
2: Just blew the yeah, water. Yeah. Eh? yeah. yeah.
1: Everything on the main and the French coach is laughing at or Sylvain was laughing at me. He's like, that wasn't even the main. And I'm like, dude, I don't even care. <laughs> I
0: um, don't even care. That, that was that, sick.
2: That, and it, and it, whenever you have a sick lap, who cares if it's a moto? That was sick. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember. Um, I so I barely made it into that semi. Um, however, I got there. I had gate. I had seventh gate pick, and I'm like, all right, like I just am gonna try to to go. And I think James, were you in eight or were you just in, inside of me? You were yeah, you I, were seven or eight or six
0: six seven or eight. Yeah, I was in eight with Sean beside me, and oh, you were in the okay, lap yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. in the lap too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he even told me after he's like, I just followed you right over. But I remember, um, I barely made it, and. Um, I was trying to call Ariel and she wasn't answering and I was like, because it, prob- it was probably actually my, either my first or second um, elite semi on the big hill. And mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, like trying to get tips or whatever and I just remember getting up there and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to freaking, like as long as I can get out and over and into like third place, I'll just try to ride the bull home and just take <laughs> it. And then, uh, I, <laughs> I just remember I, I just got to a good start and I got to the bottom of the hill and I I knew like at that time I was pretty like self conscious of who was in the moto. Yeah. And I like got down to the bottom of the hill and I'm like, oh crap, like I need to get over. Like I'm in front. <laughs> I, need to get, I need to do something. <laughs> I need to do something. And so then uh I yeah, I just got a good start and came all the way over and then right out of the first turn I just completely just tacoed my back wheel on the, the double. But oh, it was no, still so good lap for me. That was probably that was probably the instance where I kind of was like, okay, like it's there. I just it's a work in progress for yeah. sure.
0: Like you know you got the speed, now you just got to work on putting it all together consistently. Yeah. You know you got it, like, right? Yeah. Like seriously, that lap. So I was in eight in that lap. I think I think Sean was beside me. I remember getting out pretty good. Got over on Sean. I thought I was doing pretty good, and like <laughs> started to move over a little bit. And like all of a sudden, like I got past the first jump, and I'm like. I got acres of space over here. Like, I'm talking the whole track to work with. <laughs> Didn't realize till I see the photos later that it's like there's like six of you, just like you're just moving over on all of them, obviously, because you were whole shotting, just moving over <laughs> on Dino, Sylvan, Connor, just like running the show. And me and Sean are just hanging out on the outside, just running our own race down the other <laughs> side. It was epic. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you made it though. That's all that matters. I made it. You moved everyone over. It's great. I just wrote my first perfect. first grade. It's great. <laughs> Fantastic.
2: How, how How old are you this year, Cam?
1: Uh, so I'll be turning twenty one in October.
2: Oh,
0: so. damn, he's young. Oh, late birthday too, like me. I like it. It's yeah, young. you are young. What the hell, Cam? Yeah, yeah. We were kind of talking. Yeah, I know.
1: I'm. Uh... Oh, you're good.
0: Okay, we were just kind of talking. Yeah, like seems like in the U.S. I mean, there seems to be a good right. Uh, I'd say a pretty good base of junior riders now um, or A-pro riders, but you and the other Cam, cam Wood seem to be kind of the two up-and-comers for the USA guys, at least on the, the, the world scene I would say, like the tour. We like, yeah, to, call, we like um, to call it the tour. I had
1: definitely had... Yeah, from tour. now on we're calling it the, the tour. tour. It's,
0: it's the tour. <laughs> it's the tour. <laughs> the tour.
1: Yeah, um, Yeah. no, the, the other Cam really was kicking butt at the beginning of the year. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like um, like I said, 2018 was a good stepping stone year for me, kind of getting into the pro ranks. Um, 2019 kind of was a, a scratch for me. Just I had a two big injuries, really, um, and it kind of took me out. But I definitely think people think that I'm a lot older than I am, actually am. Um, maybe just because I turned pro. I mean, turning pro at 18 now isn't really too too weird. But my entire class kind of stayed and raced 17, 20, or whatever. Like, there's still a couple of guys that are still racing that or 21, 25 or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely, uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of always been my goal is to be kind of the next. Um, I think I tried to, or I learned the hard way that you can't really rush that process. So, um, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good and, and it's definitely excited for the future. I, uh, was a little bit bummed that I missed out on the Pan American games because I think that would have been another, I mean, I, I think I was more excited for the opportunity and the experience, but, um, like I said, now that that's kind of all behind me, I'm kind of just looking forward to the future and, and yeah, getting back on the tour.
2: Um, what were the injuries you had last year? I remember you got hurt, but what were they?
1: Yeah, so um, in the beginning of the year, I had, like, a small wrist injury um, that I rode through, like, in Manchester. And I did, I did uh, in 2019, I did France, Manchester, and Papendal. And then I was hurt for one of them anyways. And then in, um, in 2019, I was in Utah. Um, the same as video now, but I, uh, was just there for that USA BMX race. And I pull manuals and I hit my butt on my seat and went over the bars. And as soon as I crashed, I like immediately knew like oh, I broke my wrist or whatever. And then we went to the ER or whatever. Um, and, I didn't end up breaking anything, but I tore all the ligaments and dislocated my wrist. Um, and so I was going to need a complete wrist reconstruction. Um, and at that point, it was like eight weeks before the Pan Am Games. And Jamie was like, like, oh, yeah, we're sending young riders, like you're number one on the list. I was living at the center at the time. And I was like, oh, yeah, like this is, you know, I've been here for a year. And I mean, been riding the Supercross tracks all the whole time. Like, this is my opportunity. Finally, like I finally made it through the, Little breakthrough, and then when that happened, um, I'm like, okay, like I'm gonna need the surgery. Like, how long is it gonna be? Because, like I said, I I wrote or I crashed and broke my collarbone and raced. Twelve days later, I'm like eight weeks. Pff, I'm easy. I got this in the bag. I'm young. Um, I got this. And then it ended no up being a little yeah yeah. I, I got this in the bag. Panic. I'm not missing that. No. Um, and so I ended up missing. Um, or I was actually out for nine months with that surgery. I had to get um some pins in my wrist. Um, and then they were in there for about six months and they took those out. And then as soon as that was out, I, uh, I couldn't move my wrist for another four or five months. And I actually, um, contemplated on putting the bike aside at that time, just because I, uh, just had never really dealt with an injury like that. Um, I think that being young, and that's kind of one of the things that I'm kind of fortunate, um, to have learned already is like, I like all those types of things that like you take for granted as far as waking up and being able to train or like, you know, just when you're kind of in your day to day, like, Oh, this sucks. Like I really have to do sprints or I really have to do heavy deadlifts or whatever. I kind of took that all for granted. And then when I got hurt, um, yeah, I was just forced to sit on the couch and I watched the world and I watched the Pan Am games. And then actually the year before that um, was my first year elite. And I actually made the world's team and I, Crashed and broke my hand before that, so I was just kind of bumming it for a while. But it was about uh, a ten month total deal. So,
0: Fuck yeah, that's a while, hey
2: man. BMX is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Holy, yeah. How is it now?
1: Yeah, um, it's good. So, I mean, I I can't still do it. like I can't do a push up, which is kind of bummy. Like I can do it, like on my uh, knuckles and stuff, but um, what the doctor told me is I was pretty much as good as I was gonna get. They promised me forty to sixty percent back of range of motion um and kind of just you get what you get at that point. Um but I think like I said the big one of the biggest things that even at the beginning of this year was I just wasn't really recovered mentally. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't have a lot of confidence in my physical and just kind of my just myself out there on the track. Um but now I'm 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 good and I'm I'm feeling a lot better. So
2: did, I finally uh, made
1: it to the that, end of the recovery process.
2: Did Ariel help you get through that?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, my wrist injury was nothing to her Olympic run. So right, so yeah. a little bit of it was like dwelling with me, but then another of it was like, okay, like you can let it define you and you can quit or you can do something about it. Um, and I don't think that I necessarily needed to hear, or I don't think I necessarily didn't know that, but I think I needed to hear that. Um, because like I said, for a while I was kind of just on the, the bum train. I'm sure you guys have both dealt with injuries where you're like, Oh dude, like, I don't know. Like, is it worth it? Like, like I said, I watched like, I at one point. I was so invested and I, you know, lived four hours away from my house and was just all in like I did all this. And now for, you know, however long I'm not even, I can't even open my door. I'm like, this, this sucks. Um, but yeah, she definitely helped me. And then, um, she kind of, which was nice and she kind of gave me my space and let me make the decision on my own which I think it should always be, you know, your decision. And then once um, I came back, she definitely has helped me as far as just kind of keeping my expectations in check, because especially after my first year pro, like I was so like, Oh, I need to be, I need to be fast. I need to be beating Connor today. Like I, I, I want to go to the Olympics. Like I need to do this right now. Like I need to do this. And it was like, Hey, like, you know, you are going to have to learn the hard way that it can't just happen overnight, even if you want it to. Yeah, so she's yeah. been a, definitely a big
0: help. Yeah. She seems like she's been a great mentor for a lot of riders, like not just a coach, like, well, I think a coach is a good mentor at the end of the day. And it seems like that's what she's been for you and a lot of guys.
1: Yeah. And I, I really respect her for that. That's kind of one of, um, I mean, you know, at the, at the top, everybody kind of does the same stuff. You can only do so many sprints and so many lists at the end of the day, but, um, at the end of the day, you just need
2: someone you can trust. Can we do a quick Definitely rant about people? Money. Can we do a quick rant about people being so secretive, pretending they're doing oh something like, like no one else is doing? First of all, <laughs> first of all, shut the fuck up.
0: Like, <laughs> just stop. Just no. stop.
2: Like you're doing sprints and gates and squats. Cool. You you're might, just
0: doing them in a different order than somebody know, else with a like, different rep. Like it's think, really not that big of a secret. You
2: think what you're doing is so special. Joe Smellmore is going to see it and then change his program to do what you're doing. Like nobody cares what you're doing. <laughs> And you people, you know, who you, you, you people know who you are out there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You people know who you are. You think you're so secretive. Like literally nobody cares what you're doing for training. I mean, nobody no. cares. Just stop.
1: And that's how, that's how the amateur scene in BMX was for me, dude. Like, Oh, this guy's doing this and this guy's doing this. And Oh, what's your son doing? It's just,
2: that's crazy. Oh, it's ridiculous. People <laughs> think like people think they're onto something so insane. They can't have anyone do it. It's like you do the same. thing. Everyone does pretty much the same thing in a different variation. Right. Um, so now, after we get through this era we're in, what's the uh, what's the next goal for you, Cam?
1: Yeah. So honestly, um, right now, I after my injury and stuff, I kind of like I was sitting in around the fourth spot for US, and so I was kind of Tokyo was still kind of in my um, hopes, um, but now with COVID and stuff, if it, it, however, like that next process goes, if there's any opening for more qualifying or I don't know how they would do that. Um, that's kind of my next, um, my next step is to just get a little bit better and, and race more. Um, like I said, luckily I've been able to get funded to a few world cups, but my main goal right now is just to a stay healthy and then B just, just keep racing. Um, I, I mean, I plan on racing for 10 more years if I can really, um, obviously I don't know how the sport is, going to be in 10 years I'm hearing rumors of like USA BMX completely scrapping um, elite for like their title and stuff like it'll just be pro open which is kind of um, scary but um, right now I'm just kind of taking it a day at a time like everybody else can but my goal is definitely um, 2024 if we had to bank on the qualifying not going anywhere for Tokyo
2: What did you think you heard it was going to be like that or you think it might be like that with USA BMX for pro open
1: Um, kind of both, like, like we, I've raced one pro open so far during this COVID stuff and it was in Rock Hill and we had like a pretty decent turnout, it was like 27 people or something, which was cool. But then like this weekend they're racing in Nebraska and there's four. Um, and I just have kind of, I've heard rumors of like, well now with this grant kind of being like a, a one and done kind of like the world is. Um, I think that kind of intrigues a lot more pros. Mm -hmm. Um, and for USA BMX, I mean, they don't, they don't need our Money. If anything, they probably lose a little bit of money um, to do the pros. I mean, I definitely see uh, the cons to not having pro racing in USA BMX, but yeah. that's kind of just been what I've been hearing. Just because there's no real, uh, there's no real push here in America. I mean, we've got probably eleven elite men if like other foreigners didn't show up to the races.
0: Yeah. See, so here's the thing. I think it's so weird that yes, you're very much right that USA BMX makes all their money off the amateurs. Like that, they're not making money off the pros. But if there's no pro class and there's no pro racing, what do these kids have anything to strive for? Why are they doing these series and going after the nag plates if they don't think that winning this nag plate is going to benefit them moving forward to become pro later? Like, what are they going for then?
2: Kids need, the kids need people to look up to. That'd be really disappointing, yeah.
1: Right, and, and, I'm, and I'm on your guys' side. That's kind of how I felt about it. Like, even when I grew up, you know, I, I looked up to Donnie Robinson, and I, like I said, maybe not, necessarily my goal at the beginning was to be pro but as i got older i was like oh i want to be like donnie and that there's not that it's it's just look up to i mean i don't even know like how would you how would you even do that and then another thing would be like for the girls like do they just just run a pro open with girls and guys and just call it a day
0: (laughs) equal pay baby (laughs)
2: <laughs> that, that makes me sad thinking there might not be a series that like yeah that's probably one of the most light, longest standing series
1: yeah and I mean that's, that's still a big goal of mine is to win a USA BMX title one day or ABA title
2: um, yeah you know me too I plan on winning it this year Cam
0: well Tori's in the running right now <laughs> yeah so. there you go <laughs> 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 um, you're, you're actually well. you actually got the red plate yeah, he's, tra- he's training we're right t- now you
2: were tied for the red plate right now Cam what are you talking about
1: we're <laughs> just being very secretive with your training
2: well, oh, yeah, not
0: like, I said, like I said, like
1: I said,
2: you got to be secretive. I said five minutes so you got to be secretive. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else were, were we asking? Oh, okay, we're asking what you want to do next right after this COVID area. Um, yeah. So obviously you want to keep progressing at world cups and that.
1: Yeah. Um, like, like I said, I think my, my actual, like my really big goal this year was to actually be in the running for the ABA title, which, thanks to COVID I am in that now. Um, But I'm kind of just looking (laughs) to kind of, (laughs) they
0: they don't ask how they just ask how many pal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah, just kind of uh, just taking it to the next level. Like I think we've already talked about it a little bit, but there's even, even in USA BMX, there's a difference between the people that are fifth through eighth and the people that are constantly on the podium, like Mm -hmm. the Connor and Joris and you know, they're out there every single time. And I mean, Right now, like obviously before his injuries, you could probably go to any USA BMX race and without looking at the results, you could probably guess that George got on the podium.
0: 100%. Um, yeah. And so
1: that's kind of my, yeah. And so that's kind of my, my big goal right now is to just, A, continuously growing my skills into my speed and then just, just finding out how to be um, more consistent. Cause even right now, um, like, even at the beginning of the year racing, I'd have some heater laps, but then some gates would be bad, some gates would be this, and kind of just kind of uh, figuring out what kind of recipe works for me to to continuously make the gains, but also be consistent, because I definitely don't want to be a guy that wins one race and then doesn't win another race for two years, and is like, oh, okay, well, that was cool that he piped one down, but he's not uh, up for anything else, so...
2: Right. Like consistency is key, especially when you have to go back and forth between supercross and regular, you got to have all the tools in the bag.
1: Right. And I think especially for like, I have no idea where the sport's going, but especially for sponsors and, you know, just anything really, um, at the top level, it's, it's the guys that can do both because it's also, yeah, it's super nice to be really good at the ABA track. So like, you know, the people that I can compare to motocross, like, Chad Reed was supercross only, which is cool. But unfortunately in our sport, you can't really do that. Yeah. Um, you gotta be, you gotta be good in both and if not, you're not going to make it at all. So,
2: yeah. And the sponsorships changed quite a bit already, even since like when I first came into elite as opposed to now, and then, you know, if with the USA series, if that kind of dies down and kind of changes, like the whole sponsorship thing is going to really change. Like it's going to be even geared more towards supercross series. I think if that happens.
1: Yeah. And like, even when I was younger, like just going back a bit, like I came in the sport and Redmond was a factory rig and Redline had a factory rig I and mean, you guys huge, had hey? road bikes out there. Yeah. Like all of that stuff and how looking where it's at now, it's like, okay, like at the grand things are kind of cool. Um, but at the race, like it's super just kind of, kind of goes back to like my younger days. Like right now, I'm going to go to rock Hill and just pop up a tent and hang out and enjoy racing because we get to. Um, but definitely the, the sponsorship showing is decreasing, which is not good, but, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how the trajectory of our sport even goes at this point. <laughs> COVID definitely didn't help.
0: No. Yeah. Uh, it's changing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Texas, actually like it. And it'll be
1: interesting. Maybe you guys go. gonna say it'll be interesting. Um, when Connor and Corbin in that kind of era eventually does retire, because that kind of is a whole new, kind of is a whole new um, stepping stone. And that's obviously been the back of my mind the last couple of years when I've been pushing through those hard times and injuries and stuff is like, it's going to be a really big change in our sport because you guys have kind of like your guys is, I don't mean to make you guys sound old, but your guys generation and couple of years, like, Hey, you well, yeah, don't don't put Donnie me with Tori. I'm am a
0: different generation than Tori. Don't you worry, Cam. <laughs>
2: no, you're right though. Like kind of my age group. Like obviously, I'm not racing now, but like my generation's you guys took kind of over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of the last generation to have, kind of have that more old school like sponsorship kind of program. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's changed even a lot. since Well, then.
1: right and. Right, and I mean, Nick Long won the World Cup as an amateur. Like, I'm sorry, but there's no amateurs going to be able to come into a World Cup. And get <laughs> no wins. chance,
2: no. And, and,
1: and, and Connor at 16, making the main at a World Cup and killing that. Like, that kind of, you guys kind of took that thing and have done it for the past, you know, 10, 12 years. Um, and so, obviously, I, the sport has been used to that. And um, now it's like, okay, like, people are either going to go for this cycle and maybe a few more years, maybe the next cycle, maybe. Um, and then it's like, okay, then now what?
2: Yeah, now it's,
1: you know, essentially, essentially, my job to when well, I I want it to be, but essentially, my job to to be that next guy and continue at least to throne for USA BMX. But how does that look for the sport? Because I mean, for instance, Chase has been with Connor since they started, and Joris has been on Chase forever, and you know, a couple of other riders have had these, you know, long-term sponsorships that Mm -hmm. have only had to deal with them. And it's like, okay, now what? Almost kind of like when, when Redline folded, you guys all had to find your own deal. And I'm sure for, I mean, I don't know how long you guys are on the team, but you probably never thought there would be anything different than that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Here we are. Maybe this is a good opportunity though, for like companies and, you know, is specifically companies in the, in the u.s to start rebranding these different athletes and turning them into these superstars you right maybe this is a new opportunity for that i never really thought about it that way but i am now and i think that's it could be an interesting opportunity
1: yeah especially with, with in social media and tiktok i'm sure there's a lot of uh a lot of uh opportunities out there <laughs> a lot of opportunities out there to to do that but it's kind of just I don't know. It's, yeah. like, there's there's less and less people. Like I was even like I was talking to a buddy the other day. Like the 1927 class used to be the absolute banger of a class, and now I mean, there's it's definitely not as exciting when was Rusty Nesvig and Derek Berg and all of these other guys all fighting for that title.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now now there's I mean, like you said, coming up there's a handful.
0: Well, here's so. an here's an idea. Well, maybe like. Maybe for these these guys coming out, these answers. Okay, I need to
2: interject for a second.
0: You're going to make me lose my train of thought. I
2: I know, but I think I called Cam on a regular call, and it's 50 cents a minute for me. One sec. BRB, I'm going to call you right back on FaceTime audio. (laughs) 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 I think I've been... uh, So, yeah. I just had to interject. I realized, yeah, I regularly called him. We are free, long distance. Not from Canada. Only when we're in the U.S. Yeah.
0: In what world?
2: Yeah, that's how it works. It's
0: weird. Oh.
2: All right, sorry, sorry, pal. You're back. I just I had to I had to switch it. It was already 55 minutes in. That means it would cost me 28 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: shit! <laughs>
2: All right, James, as you were. Pal.
0: Anyways, sorry. I was gonna say though, maybe maybe once it's a, once there is a changing of the guard, maybe that brings more hope to these riders in the amateur class that they can make it like maybe it's a fact that like it's been so long these top guys have been at the top that it's like these people that are younger and in the amateur ranks see these guys as these icons that they're never going to get to and they just stop maybe once it's a changing of the guards a little bit maybe it is once they retire and you step into that platform let's say cam maybe these people have more of an someone to look up to and be like hey that guy was amateur recent enough years that i remember that i'm going to do that too maybe that's an option maybe that maybe that yeah. happens right
1: that is true, and that would that would be awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just like that's, that's like what we hope for. Yeah, yeah. We could we could we could hope it could either go super good or super
0: ah. Who yeah. <laughs> 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 doesn't race. I'm out. Yep. Nope. I'm done. Yeah, but who no, I- for Chase? I'm out. <laughs> That'll be an interesting time for sure. Though, like you're right. Like the those guys are the last kind of. Big yep. time deal guys in the circuit, but stuff's changed. Yeah. It's going to change. We got to adapt just like, just like the vid right now, not COVID, the vid, we call it. Things are changing. <laughs> we're adapting. We got to adapt. It's an
2: ever changing, very fluid, unprecedented situation. <laughs> yeah, extremely
0: fluid. So unprecedented right now. <laughs> um, yep.
2: We got, got anything else for Cam before we get into some
0: quick shots? Uh, I think we can hop in. All right. I we'll, think we we'll can hop-, um, hop in. Let's just go. Let's start soft with the the go to Yeah. Chipotle okay. or in and out Chipotle. Easy yeah. one. Okay, no, so Cam, okay. there's
2: a right answer and a wrong answer, and you answered wrong.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm from California.
0: Like it's your right. own opinion, yeah, of what you have, but In and Out's California. Yeah, well, wait a second, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean their burgers are
0: good, but their fries aren't good. They need their yam fries. E- yeah, no, I'm on campsite. side. They need sweet potato the fries. The fries are excellent. What are they, you two? They need yam, they about? need yam fries. You the like fries, soggy
2: fries? The fries are excellent. What? What What kind of In-N-Out are you going to? Soggy fries? Hey,
0: the ones in
1: California. I don't know, man. Soggy I actually do guys in are, Bakersfield, so. I think
2: the fries are excellent.
0: <laughs> I, I go for the burger and the shake, and then I always feel like sick after the shake, and I get really bummed. I'm like, I shouldn't have the shake. But then I go back the next time, I'm like, damn, that shake's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have
2: In-N-Out at home. I always like it in Cali.
0: Yeah. All right, next one. Um, go for it. All right. Uh, favorite super cross track?
1: Ooh, um, I think we already went over it, but Oldsmar without oh, the desk. That's death good. Jumps. And then
0: the side part to that one is favorite amateur track.
1: Oh, Nashville. I
0: love the drag strip. Nashville. Ooh, yeah. Nashville. Hold on. I was just, um, was just passing see. the phone to Tori because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got yours on phone calling. One sec. One sec. We got, scroll still down. Charging him? um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> talking about cut. it right now. <laughs> any,
2: uh, any superstitions?
1: Um, no, like I, I've gained like keywords over the years with Ariel, um, but no real superstitions. I just say my keywords and then get in there.
0: Not so, so, so do you breathe in or do you breathe out during the call? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I probably I don't, don't, know. don't breathe at all. I don't know. I just shake,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm shaking up there.
0: Uh, favorite Netflix show?
1: um i it's not on there anymore but i really enjoyed prison break um, oh that is that.
2: such a good show oh gee that is one of the yeah that's a really good one have you watched uh money heist that one's good too
1: i i have i watched the first season yeah that's good one yet.
2: uh favorite sport outside bmx
1: uh, i would have to be motocross
2: yeah uh what do you want to do after you finish racing
1: um this might i'll try to keep it short but i've i'm still in school um i'm getting a business degree. So i got nice. to kind of be like a, a marketer or be within kind of probably more so the motocross industry if I could, but just something with business.
2: What are you working towards a degree in
1: uh, business administration uh, with a minor in marketing? Yeah. So nice. That's what, just what kind of,
2: that's what I'm doing too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, if you could be pro in any other sport or do a dream profession, what would it be besides BMX
0: golf? At a boy, My man, <laughs> <My> man. <laughs> Have you been playing it all lately?
1: Yeah. So actually, I, I got a set of like uh, AP twos, and then I got a, a nice Callaway Rogue. So I've been hitting it up, but I'm all good until I get close to the green, then I just skull it.
2: That's so. what. That's where the money's made, baby. That's where yeah. the money's made around the green.
0: <laughs> Drive yeah. <what> <laughs> for show, putt for dough.
2: Drive for show, putt for
0: dough. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm not doing either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's your favorite guy on the tour? On the PGA, tournament. um, I like Rory. Yeah, yeah fair. Uh, How do you, Good you cat. can't go wrong
2: with Rory. Yeah,
0: are you a fan? Nope. Of, are you a fan of Tiger? Yeah, you, you like the cat? I have to be, I have to be a fan okay. of Tiger. How do you not like a cat? You can't not like yeah. Big Tiger. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> <live>. <laughs> um, would you rather do a race with three chainring bolts or three stem bolts?
1: Actually, it was funny, I talked about this one earlier with. It was Spencer and my buddy Cam. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the stem bolts.
2: Out
0: of what? Yep. All the smart guys. You guys do. don't understand. All you the smart gotta, guys do. All you gotta do is get a top four. With if you go with three stem hey, bolts, it. you might not make it around the track. At least with three chainring bolts, you can jump around the track. Maybe throw a couple easy pedals and maybe get a top four.
1: But what if I pop off a Sarasota twenty eighteen semi? Well, maybe you just I'm don't
0: done. do that.
2: Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe you just do that. Because <laughs> if you do that, you won't get past the first pedal. His <laughs> <laughs> bar is, is going into someone's chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you rather do a full lap on a? Would you rather do a full lap on Chula Rio, just wearing your helmet or just wearing your gear?
0: Uh, I'll go just wearing my helmet butt naked right on. Great. That's a good yeah. choice. You got to protect the huck.
2: Real men choose that one.
0: Real. real I just hope too. I don't butt, butt scuzz it. <laughs> True. I <laughs> don't need any of that junk getting all caught up in there. <laughs> I'm definitely going over the bars man. Can
2: you even imagine. <laughs> no, I God.
0: Oh. <laughs> just gravel and like, yeah. Um, what's your least favorite thing about BMX racing?
1: Doing this Ooh, podcast. It's a good <laughs> No, I think my least favorite thing is just every like, I think just people being like, I mean, I'm seeing it now that I'm a little bit older, but everybody's so brutal. Like everybody, like can't act like they can't be friends until you get to a certain age. Mm. And I really didn't like enjoy, like I'm enjoying it a lot more now, like being able to just like go on those world cup trips and stuff. But growing up, like just people are brutal. Like everybody acts like this is like a, I mean, it is. Don't get me wrong, a big sport, but we're not going head to head to kill each other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't got millions on the line here, people. We're going at yeah. yeah, a thousand it, bucks tops. <laughs> exactly. <Jeez. laughs>
2: what's your uh, what's your least favorite and mo- and most favorite um, like aspect of training or, or yeah, workout or whatever?
1: Um, I hate doing like deadlifts. Honestly,
0: oh, I hate those. like those like, suck, like I
1: love the gym. Like I do like squats and stuff and then my favorite thing is sprints i oh, i wow. can get on with sprints
0: that's fair i got i got long uh long femurs long levers <laughs> i hate deadlifts i'm terrible they're just femurs they're just backbreakers for me i got long, long i think i got long femur i think i don't know why it is but i just what i think uh where's the where's the favorite favorite place you've traveled to so far
1: Ooh, good one i'd have to say um i really, really enjoyed pop and doll I like I like being in Europe.
0: Yeah, I like popping out too. Yeah. Did you hear that? T? I got I got a good one. I got a good question. Good what? one.
2: Oh, okay. Go ahead. You,
0: that's a big. No, I'm telling you, that's a big deal. When somebody says, "Oh, good one," or a good oh, question. I, didn't even notice he said I that. love that. <laughs> you know, it's a big deal on the podcast. Okay.
2: Least favorite place.
0: Oh, um, I I haven't traveled to too many
1: places, but Argentina was cool, but it wasn't my style.
0: Yeah, okay, that's fair. The the trip down there just really it. I really, just it's, put it down it's brutal, things. and
1: then like with the the dogs and stuff around there, like I don't do that. And then the
0: French,
2: <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> I, don't, just, I don't do <laughs> stray dogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're Whatever wild you're thinking, beasts. It's true, they are. Whatever they, you're thinking, it's true. They come after you, man. It's no, yeah. it's not good.
2: Um, I, I was just gonna say, if you could take someone out, who to be? Oh, I love this question. Yeah, that's a great question. Ooh.
0: Like you, it's question. a good reason you get to take him out for a good reason. Like you're like fourth like, in the yeah, semi yeah. at a World Cup. Like you need to take him out. Like you, you're, you're like happily like taking him out.
2: You're getting fifth in the world champ semi, and someone's in fourth, and you got to clean them out. And you're gonna stay up, and you're gonna clean him out. Who, who do you do, who do, you do? <laughs> I gotta
1: go, Connor.
0: That'd be epic. He's like, I want to, I want to dethrone the champ. Exactly. That'd be That's a, good yeah, I like it. <laughs> it, would, it would be a good conversation after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. Here's a good one. Would you rather have two USA BMX titles or one world championship title? Uh,
1: one world champ title. Yeah. Good man. Good yeah. call. Yeah.
0: Any more? Go. Uh, well, I wonder to do the other one. Would you rather have an Olympic bronze medal or a world champ title? Uh, I'd probably go bronze. All right. You can't go wrong either way. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, either e- way, e- you're either pretty
1: way Either way, it's not bad. I would just know no shun to Tori. I would hate to go there and not medal. So I would hope that I can get a no bronze. I'd take it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks bro. Sweet. (laughs) You're you're welcome. (laughs) Just just had to get you a little bit. (laughs) I I would really hate to be (laughs) Tori. No, that's honestly, that's, that's probably like the most, yeah, that's probably the biggest disappointment I had or like, that's probably the hardest thing. Yeah. Is getting like being the final and not meddling. It's Mm -hmm. like, you work so hard to get there, and you're literally there, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, that's really tough, and it's hard. I can't really explain it until well, not to say until, because I hope it doesn't happen to you. But like the people that have like <laughs> Please, no. No, 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 the people that have experienced like no, like it's hard to actually describe what it's like. But yeah, yeah. yeah I hope you metal. Hope you get that fucking bronze, pal. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's all we got for you, buddy. Thanks a lot for coming on. It was a lot of fun to chat to you and get to know about you a bit better.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm a fan of the show, so I'm stoked that I got to be a part of it.
0: Right, right. did you watch Moto today? Don't tell me Don't tell me the results, but did you watch it?
1: I, I did, and I'm just going to tell you one thing. Okay. It depends who, what kind of fan you are, but you're probably going to be very devastated.
2: Oh. Oh.
0: Oh. Don't do this to uh, me. My heart's racing right now. I
2: already know what's going to happen.
0: No, I don't, because I don't know who Cam likes. That's a problem. I think
2: I know yeah. what he's talking about. Uh, don't be you don't do this What's Well to it's me. okay, Tomac already got a supercross title, so
0: don't it's fine. <laughs> no. He already got a supercross title, so. Uh, okay. Well the podcast is gonna be coming out on Wednesday. Let's screw it. Let's talk about it. Should we talk about it? No, no, no. I want to watch it. All I right, fine, watch Cam, it. don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> Shut up, Cam. Right. Shut up. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get off. I'm out.
2: <laughs> All right, pal. It's good to uh, good to chat to you and uh, best luck with training. Hope that we see you guys soon whenever whenever that is.
1: Yeah, thanks. I'll see you hopefully after Corona's over.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right on. Thanks, Cam. Appreciate it, buddy. Everybody. All right. Peace. Later. Cam Larson,
2: great interview. Good, great kid. Really great. cool kid. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Fun to chat with. Good, good, good yeah. friend and good bro of the show, too. He listens, yeah. too. So yeah. He's,
2: cool. I'm a Cam fan. A Really nice kid. Works really hard. Well-spoken.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I took away, I thought was really cool, and I think I said at the beginning was just the fact that he realized, hey, like... I think of all the things, like I'm actually very powerful, very, but I need to work on the skills a little more. A lot of people nowadays he was honest, don't like, do that. Like yeah. straight they're, up like, too, yeah. they're like, I just need to be fast. I just need to be fast. And even when they don't have the skill and they are fast, they're like, I still need to be fast. Yeah, It's like, you need the full package. You're he really realized do. that, and he's yeah. got a coach that probably helps him set him in the right direction and yeah. he's working on it that's yeah. awesome Ariel's really
2: smart and she's got a ton of experience I think she'd be a great coach and mentor for him and I mean other athletes as well but yeah for Cam I think they got a good relationship seems like
0: yeah it's really cool so yeah. thanks Tim, for coming on the show Yeah, we it was are, cool it's
2: good to chat to, I like chat, chatting to the young kids it's, it's interesting there it is fun different yeah. uh like different outlook
0: very different shows yeah. than because like yeah, yeah we know a little bit of their story and we know where they're headed but we don't know what it's like getting there for them but in the when we do the older guys, like the OGs, the people that are retired, it's like some of these stories we have no idea about.
2: And it's interesting. When we do people that are retired, they have a full story, like a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Like Cam's story is like just getting started. Like oh, yeah. He doesn't have a middle or an end. He's just got a beginning, really. Yeah. He's just got the intro, basically, so, so far. Yeah. it's kind of cool to see where he's at, but then, uh, you know, and he's going to have a middle and an end sometime, and it's, it, it's different. Yeah. It's it's cool.
0: Yeah um So yeah, great show. Great um, show. We were we were doing some little. We we're actually doing a little barbecuing, a little BBQing. We we're doing a little BBQing throughout the show here. So we got our dinner ready. I'm
2: gonna be pissed if Tomac wadded it and he's out of the series. I mean, it sucks.
0: I, I'm gonna tell you the weather. Can I tell you the weather?
2: I saw that it was crap.
0: Okay, so it was a mutter. You, they couldn't be going that fast.
2: Yeah, his bike probably blew up or something.
0: Well, if, if it's him, just like his bike blowing up, that is what it is.
2: It is what it is. Motorsports is what you.
0: Yeah, I just hope he's okay. Yeah, me too. I want a good series. Me too. It was okay. Yeah.
2: So, all right. Thanks to Cam Larson. Thanks to Progate Europe. Winning starts with a great game, and he's gonna win with some great gates.
0: You know, Cochrane has a brand new Progate Europe too. It, looks nice. it is fantastic.
2: I know a lot of tracks have coached. Oh, unbelievable! Really nice Progate Europes. Um, yeah,
0: really great to see. So, yeah. you know, get your, get yours today.
2: Get yours today, baby. Get
0: yours today. Thanks everyone for listening.
2: All right, and uh, shoot, we'll see you next week. Remember, like all these kids are working towards.
0: You <laughs> love that one. It's
2: the <laughs> best one.
0: Yeah. All
2: right, kids, remember, snap on green. Snap on green. Boy, that was a long pause. Oh, my God. Wait. There it is. Wait. There it is. Here it is. There it is. Bye. Bye. Later. Yeah, well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter?
0: Get off my back, (laughs) You have to be fast in the truck.
2: I hate
1: that guy. (laughs)